Hi guys, this is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. His Word is here to bring glory to God's name, one testimony at a time. We are here to encourage, uplift, inspire, evangelize and to fellowship with Christ. So what is a testimony? A testimony is the evidence that God is working in your life. It gives us the assurance that God is real and that he is definitely here. So what are you waiting for? Share your testimony today. Hear his word, speak his word and share his word. His word is God's word. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on Testimony Tuesdays. This is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. Now this episode is season three, episode 11 and it's called Make or Break. What a fantastic name to call an episode, Make or Break. And I just pray that this episode really does encourage you because even the anchor scripture is enough to encourage me. From Romans chapter eight, verse 18, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Isn't that amazing? God has literally just given you the assurance that whatever you are going through right now in your life, it is nothing in comparison to what he's yet to do. Hallelujah. When Satan was patrolling the earth, God told him about Job. He said, do anything you want to him. Just don't kill him. Imagine that. Imagine God telling Satan about you and saying, do anything you want to him, just don't kill him. Do you know what that means? It means that God sees you as worthy enough. He sees you as worthy enough to test. He sees you as worthy enough to bring you through those trials and tribulations. And what is amazing about the the, um, story about Job is that even though he lost everything, guess what? God restored every single thing that Job lost. How amazing is that? If that is not enough to encourage you today, this evening, if that is not enough to encourage you this morning, I don't know what else is. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we look too deeply in what we are currently experiencing and it, and we fail to see the future. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We do not look at what we are currently experiencing. We do not look at what we can currently see. Yes, you may be in a one bedroom flat and that's all you have, but that's not all that God has in store for you. You may be in a job that you hate right now, but that's not all that God has in store for you. But if you could just continue to keep the faith, if you could just continue to hold on to his word, you will see that there's something bigger, there's something better that's out there for you to receive and you shall receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Before I get so pumped up and hyped, and everything else I'm just going to introduce our current guest her name is Karen and she's here to let us know that God has changed her perspective on her previous suffering and since then he has really allowed her to see the glory in and everything that he has placed in her way hallelujah let's get into it so obviously my name is Karen Karen forever blessed if you know my that's why it's so weird everyone calls me that so that's not actually my name but ever yeah, blessed. Karen forever blessed. you are blessed I'm forever blessed. Let's get into it. Anyway, so I'm Karen Forever Blessed. I'm currently 21 years old. Um, I'm currently in London, you know, I'm a university student in the third year, you know, yay, obviously, third year in a pandemic, like amazing. <laughs> and I do, I, I mean, I, I do quite a few bits, I guess you could, I mean, I like to dabble in everything really. 
Um, so I sing, I lead worship, I write poetry, and um, I've also started my YouTube channel as well. I started, I started last year. I started last year um, in June. So check it out for like motivational stuff and Christian stuff, and like anything that's just a bit of me, really. Like you're gonna find on YouTube, basically. Now, starting and talking about my testimony. So I am a church girl. I've been a church girl my life. Like literally, it was like one gave birth to me church <laughs> I was like, okay now that I am of age I understand the importance of you know my journey and why things had to happen the way that they did so growing up I had a very I had a very interesting childhood so my parents blew up when I was 11 and that really took a toll on me because from about the ages of 11 to 16 17 18 you know you're going through a lot as a person anyway like you're developing you are you're experiencing a lot because because you just you're at that age where you're trying to navigate through everything but you're also going through school and you have all that confusing stuff about being a girl anyway not only that but being a black female as well being an african female as well so there's already some form of stigma there like um and then to proceed on I had the things that I had to deal with because my parents were divorced as well and the reason at that age I felt like church was really my church was my safe place for, for a little bit it was my safe place because it was a place that was peaceful away from everything else that was going on in my life or everything else that I had to deal with and it's so funny because you know people always say oh you know at that age what what are you dealing with what could you put like what are you going through at 11 12 13 14 15 16 but you'd actually be surprised how much that can affect you at a young age because like I said you're already at the stage where you're already confused because you know you're in your preteens or you're turning like you're turning into a teenager hormones all this other stuff and then on top of that your home that's supposed to be your structure is not structured in like the nuclear family form and then on top of that I went to an all-girls school as well which was not fun I'm not gonna lie to you like girls are very opinionated girls are very come into their own a lot more I feel like quicker than boys do so you're trying to find your voice in a very loud place and sometimes it's not easy to do that so anyway so yeah, I started off in church and I, aside from everything else that was going on at home, I wasn't really allowed to do a lot of things. So literally every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was at church. Karen, can you help? No, church. Oh, I'm going to know what? No, I've got church. Like people were like, are you crazy? Like why are you going to church? Like what's, what's wrong with you? And growing up, I hated it. I hated it. Like, Sundays was fine because obviously it's church, you know, start your week well. But Friday and Saturday, I just didn't see the importance of it because I just felt so restricted. And seeing my friends being able to do so many things and being at the age where I felt like I couldn't do anything was like, this is really frustrating. Like, I am missing out on this. On I miss. I thought I was missing out on so much because of the restrictions that I had or restrictions that were put in place. And I never really understood it. And then following on... Um, I was branded the church girl. So I'd say throughout my teenage years now, obviously, it's funny because even though, and I say this in my test, in, like in my original testimony video, even though I was in church, I wasn't in church. The reason I say this is because, yes, I was there three days a week. And yes, I was in the praise and worship team, but I didn't really understand 
fully I didn't really understand to the full extent of what I was doing I didn't really have a knowledge of Christ like I knew who God was but like I said at the time because I was battling with everything going on at home it was like you say God you say that you love me but why are my parents not together like you say that you love me but I feel like I'm going through this by myself like what kind like this doesn't look like love to me and I carried on I carried that in my heart for a very 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 long time like I didn't see the point in healing I didn't want to heal I didn't I didn't think that having that mindset would affect me because at the end of the day it was like I'm going off based what I'm living and what I can see now and I don't see this getting better and I think that's the beauty in faith and that's the beauty of really understanding who Christ is because my belief and faith in him is not based on what is happening around me I don't want to believe you it was a choice so then throughout that time again I turned 17 and 17 was a situation that really really showed me who God was like aside from him keeping me throughout all of my days and you know and like waking me up day in and day out giving me my daily bread like aside from things like that and like being at church and then actually experiencing the holy spirit and things like that like i'm telling you i knew who god was but i didn't want to get to know him intimately right because my heart just didn't want to let him in and i feel like that's something that a lot of us tend to do sometimes like we say we make room for god with our mouths but we don't do it with our hearts so i turned 17 i started working and I got myself in a very, very sticky situation, to, to, for lack of a better word. And I remember coming to my mum, telling her, like, I did this, this, that, and the other, and I could really, really get in trouble for this. I had never seen such disappointment on my mum's face ever. Like, and the reason that I had did this was because at the time, I was trying to find myself, not realising I had the answer all along. Like, I was trying to find myself. I was trying to come into myself. And what's funny is through that time, you know, when I was being myself and when I was singing in church, because that's I think I've always loved to worship. That's something I've always loved to do. Like I remember having a conversation with one of my big sisters and I was like, how do you know your purpose? Like, how do you know we're supposed to be doing something? And she was like, you, you know, trust me. Like it's something that you love to do, something that glorifies God, something that comes easy to you. And that's always been worship, using my voice. I love to sing. I love to worship. I could do it all day, any day, whatever the time is. But because of the journey that I was on, there was times where people would stop that and I'd be like, okay, cool, maybe maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'd be, I'd be at school and I'd be playing keyboard and singing in assemblies. And because it was such a repetitive thing, people would be like, are you actually gonna sing again? Are you gonna sing again? And I'm just like, okay, maybe, this, maybe, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe this is not for me. Because I wasn't confident. Like I wasn't sure. I didn't know who I was. That led me to try and fit in. Like I wanted to fit in so badly. I was friends with everybody that I could be friends with throughout all of my um, secondary school experience, like trying to fit in, always trying to make myself acceptable, which is so weird and mad when I think about it now, because regardless of whatever I tried to do, I was always going to be the church girl. I was always going to be the church girl, um, not knowing that the church girl wasn't even really in church, funnily enough. So yeah, I found myself in a sticky situation. I came to my mum, 
prayed. Mom was a prayer warrior. Like her answer to everything is prayer. Like we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. And I remember bawling. I remember crying to God. And I was just like, do you know what? I've really, really gone and done it now. Like I cannot get out of this. Like this is messy. This is too messy. And the funny thing about time is there are so I don't know why I'm about to get emotional. This happens how many years ago, but. There are so many times in life where you wish that you'd go back in time, but that's one thing that we will never be able to do. You can never, ever, ever go back in time and redo the things that you've done. But I was just like, I was just like, so good. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Like, there's no way. And the reason that I say that is because when the situation occurred, like, it was so blatantly obvious that I was involved in this. Like, there was no way that you could say, oh, you didn't do it. No, like, it was me, like facts, printer, black and white, no gray area. And I was scared because I was like, this is too big. There's, I, there's no, there is no way I could get around this. It's because, and what really, really annoyed me was because it was like, so because I did this stupid thing, I'm going to spend the rest of my life paying for it. Like this is never, ever, ever going to go away. And obviously looking back now, it was a deeper issue than just, doing something like there was a why like why was I doing it because I wanted to be accepted because I wanted to fit in I wanted people to I didn't I didn't want to be I didn't want to stick out I didn't want to be the that one that was just out here like I wanted to be like everybody else and what was funny is every time I would try and do this it's like God would be like but what are you doing though like you need to understand that this path that I put you on everybody can do whatever they, they're gonna do but this is not going to work for you like you can't partake in what they're doing because it is not going to help you it is going to be detrimental to the journey that i have for you you need to stop putting yourself in these situations because it's not going to work for you situation goes on goes on goes on and me and my mom waiting to find out the news waiting to find out the news and i get a letter and back in anticipation and I'd basically been cleared like it never even happened. I was like, what do you mean? I was so shook. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I was shook. Like, I was shook because, you know, like when you sin or you find yourself in a difficult situation, you've already written yourself off. Like, you've already told yourself. And then the enemy plays on that as well and then attaches things to your name. Like, you're never gonna get out of this. You're a cheater. You're a liar. You're this. You're that. And you begin to now title yourself like, yeah, I'm done out here. Like, forget it. But in that moment, I was like, so this is who God is. I'm going to need more of that. Yeah. No, I can't lie to you. That moment changed my life forever. And it's not to say that after that, I began, I became the perfect Christian because I'm still human. And, you know, I was 17 right before I turned 18. This happened and it changed my life because it, it made me understand who god was like it made me understand yeah that's it. it it made me understand who god was and the power that god had it made me understand how god was really there for me even when i wasn't trying to hear it like god was really looking out for me even when i didn't want to be looked out for god was even after everything that i had done up until that moment god was like this is the biggest lesson that I need to teach you. I feel like God was really saying to me in that moment, you know, you feel like up until this point, I haven't been there for you, but I'm showing you how I am here for you. And something that I've noticed now at 21 is that journey was necessary. My teens were necessary. Like every single thing that I've been through, necessary. 
every every single thing that has made me into follower of Christ that I aspire to be into who I'm praying that God is turning me into has been necessary and I wouldn't change anything about it but the year of 17 was is a year that I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life because it changed my life like I said it didn't I didn't become the perfect Christian after that because you go through trials and tribulations, your faith gets tested, you still deal with certain things and certain things come up at you and you're like, this is strange. I don't, how, how is it even possible? And, you know, you fall, you do. But that moment made me, taught me and showed me that God was real. I didn't think he was fake before, but something people need to understand is, you know, Christians, Christians aren't crazy in the sense of when you see somebody talking so passionately about God and when you see someone that is you know so driven to talk about God and people actually how are you just always so motivated to talk about God it's like because I've experienced him I've experienced him in a way that if I tell you you wouldn't even believe me and it's real that's why I talk about him so confidently and so passionately like I don't expect you you know come into Christ and then always want to talk about Christ because you know there's some Christians that don't even do that what keeps me going is moments like that and I'm just like you can't tell me my God isn't like you I just won't I won't hear you like I'm not gonna believe it I'm not gonna believe it and that has been a very 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 big driving force into who I am now thank you so much Karen for your fantastic testimony that was so powerful you know I've learned so much and I just pray that anyone out there who has just tuned in to the His Word podcast that they have learned something as well. And it's so true, like in this life, there are things that come our way, but it will either make us or it will break us. But it's up to us what happens. It's up to us to determine whether it breaks us or if it makes us. We need to have the right attitude, the right mentality when things like this happens to us. Because another wonderful example that I I feel like I emphasized this last week already, but I want to emphasize it again because it relates. Sometimes we are in a boat and the storm comes and we, be, and we are so afraid and we think this storm is there to kill us. We think this is there to take us out. But all God wants us to know is that he is with us. He wants to give us the assurance that he is with us no matter what storm comes our way, that he is with us right in that boat. But it's for us to understand that we need to have the right amount of faith. Where is your faith? Jesus asked. He said, where is your faith? Where's your faith? You need to allow these times that things happen to you to build your faith. For you to trust God. And if any unbelief comes to your mind, any doubt comes to your mind, you ask God, God, help my unbelief. God, help my doubt. Because I know that you are here with me because you spoke about this. The same way that they were in the boat and that Jesus reassured them, that's the same way that he will reassure you. But you need to change your mentality and your mindset surrounding your current situation and all will be well with you. And my final question for you, Karen, is what advice do you have for people out there who have experienced something, they have done something and they know that is wrong? How are they then able to come back to God and to lean on him and to trust him? Yeah, I think I think people definitely, definitely make Christianity hard. Well, the whole structure of what Christianity is, believing in Christ, him saving you is not hard the journey you go on mate that can really take you through some things and i think something that we also need to realize as well is we shouldn't be afraid to fail 
we shouldn't be afraid to fall because this is what see this is what the enemy does when you fall or you sin you start to feel shame and you start to feel guilt and what the enemy does is the enemy will play on that and keep you in that place like i can't go back to god i'm dirty i'm not i'm dirty i'm dirty i can't go back to god i can't and something that i've realized is god, god would rather you come back to him when you're dirty and messy so there's no shame anymore because he's taken that away. You, like, the devil has no hold on you after you've accepted what you've done, gone back to God and said, okay, I'm sorry that I did this. It's time for me to move on now. Because it's, it's that shame and that guilt that's going to keep you further, further, and further, further away because you're already feeling shame and guilt because it's something that you shouldn't have done. And now the enemy's playing on it like, yeah, you shouldn't have done it you're a cheater you're a liar that and the other it's just like so now i'm literally at rock bottom and i can't see how god is going to love me i can't see how god is going to is going to want me and that does more harm than good simply because of the fact of you know the more you move away from god the longer it's going to take you to come back with your depression go to god with your depression go to god with your addiction go to god with your anxiety Go to God with your depression. Go to God with it. Like, nothing is too ugly. Nothing is too ugly. Even if you've done it 10 times, go to him. Go to him with a repentant heart, with a heart that, that, that shows that you actually do want to change, and he will do the rest. Like, I feel like also heart posture is, is, a, is an important thing because, you know, depending on what heart you go with to God, and he, he will do the rest. Like, maybe... You know, maybe you're so depressed, you have no fight left. He'll give you the fight that you need for it. Maybe, maybe that's what you need. But maybe another person doesn't need that. Maybe another person is so broken that they need healing. God will wrap his arms around you. We need to stop looking at, I feel like we need to stop looking at God as just one entity. Like, he is many things that we need him to be. Well, 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 that concludes our episode for today. Again, thank you, Karen. Honestly, you have been shooting some shots. I have learned so much and I, I really, really appreciate you. You know, in this life, it's important to build your own personal relationship with God, to know God for yourself. Because when trouble comes, when time comes where you don't know what to do, sometimes you can't call your pastor. Sometimes he's busy doing whatever he needs to be doing. Sometimes you aren't able to call your mum or your dad, you know? So you need to know how to pray for yourself. You need to know how to fast for yourself. You need to know how to open your Bible and to find a scripture that can help you in your current situation. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and we are back here again next week at 6pm on Tuesday. We thank God that he continues to work wonders in our lives. And I just want to say as well that if you do have a testimony, do not hesitate to reach out. We are an international platform and we are here to glorify God's name internationally. So if you do have a testimony, do not keep it to yourself. If your friends and family have shared something amazing, you let us know and we're able to use this platform to glorify God's name and to bring many people to Christ. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony do you know how powerful that is the living word lets us know that we have a duty to overcome to overcome every obstacle of the enemy everything that he has programmed to have dominion over your life everything that he has programmed to work against you every obstacle it fails because of your testimony it fails because you were able to overcome it fails because you took that step to glorify 
glorify God's name, to be obedient, to really acknowledge him. So if you are sitting on a testimony, sit no longer. Change the narrative on your life and give God all the glory. You don't know who you're able to impact. You don't know who you're able to save just by sharing what he has done done for you so guys it's been a pleasure it's natasia brown and you have listened to his word